What's up, everybody? Welcome to the tour, your sports and life podcast. Today, we're going to talk about some NFL, some soccer, and uh, NBA, and some Formula One. And then we'll go on a quick rant. I'll try and add a quick life section for you guys, kind of something mental health related I'm trying out. Um, just kind of get this podcast kind of in a different way where we can help each other. Um, but before I start, you might hear a fan in the background. It's hot as shit out here. It's 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 like in Seattle. It's like 80 something. I know for most of you guys, that's 80 is like nothing. But in Washington State, it's hot as fuck. Anyway, let's start with the NBA. So to begin with, the season has finally resumed. We have real games now. Um, teams are playing to get into uh, to get into the playoffs. A lot of teams are just kind of coasting right now. Just trying to kind of get everybody back to playing shape. Um, some of the things, some of the teams I can think of is like LA, the uh, the Clippers, and the Lakers. Um, those are like one of the main teams just kind of out there to kind of get their star players going a little bit, but mainly just to get the role players with something to start off with. Um, so yeah, NBA is back. Good games going on. Uh, definitely get a chance to watch them. I try to watch as many as possible. Um, so yeah, we'll move on to the next thing. The one thing I want to talk about is the rookie of the year. So, so far it's pretty much Ja versus Zion. And the the consensus is Ja is going to win. Um, he's had, he's played the whole year, been dynamic. The guy's been like 17, almost 10 assists. You know, for a rookie, he's playing like insanely well. So, he's doing pretty good. Zion just out here changing the game. The thing about Zion, he hasn't played enough games. So, I don't think he should be in the consideration to win the Rookie of the Year. But, of course, you know, he's a big name. He's the reason why the Pelicans are even in the bubble because of Zion. So, I want Ja to win it. Um, if Zion wins it, I won't be mad. I'll just be like, come on, man. Like, it's that's kind of that's kind of the NBA thing. Just kind of give it the big name. Sell some jerseys, all that kind of stuff. But, they're both really good, like, rookies. So, moving forward, they're going to be the... Faces of their franchise, that's definitely for sure. And they're going to be really good. Speaking about the Grizzlies with Ja, uh, today, Tuesday, the the 4th, my favorite, my favorite player on that team, Jaron Jackson Jr., just uh, tore his uh, meniscus, I think. Um, so he's definitely out for the rest of the year. Um, so we'll probably see him next year. One of my favorite players, really good player. Um, so yeah, we'll move on to the next thing. I do want to talk about quickly some off the field NBA kind of thing going on. We have the uh, Andre Godala tweet that everybody has seen by now. Andre Godala tweeted, number 23 is nice. Just kind of here and there, you know, nothing major. Um, and people who don't know, uh, that is WNBA player Ariel Powers. Um, so she kind of took it maybe the wrong way, where she kind of responded kind of in a, in a combative way where it's kind of like, put it, put, Put respect on my name. So that's kind of weird. Um, social media got into it. They hyped it up too much. It wasn't really much of anything. Um, I guess for me, it's just if NBA players are supporting WNBA, I feel like the WNBA should try and kind of like get as much support as possible because it is a league that's kind of they're not even, not even making money, so they're struggling right now. Why don't they just take any positive PR they can get? You know, try and get the players on board. Trying to get the players to kind of tweet about the NBA, get more people interested. 
so that the league grows, the players uh, get better contracts, and everything kind of gets better for the league. Um, but alienating a player definitely does not help that. And that also alienates a lot of fans. And most people don't even take it seriously. So these fans don't take it seriously. They jump in the comments and say some sexist, sexist shit all the time, kind of bringing down everybody's mood about the WNBA. So that's pretty much just my thought about it. I don't think it should have been a big deal. It should have been like, oh, thank you. My name's Ariel Powers. Just put my name out there, you know, that kind of thing. Um, next thing I want to talk about is the Rockets. This is my team to watch in this year because they have this small ball play going down right now. Like, they are playing against big teams. They're whooping big teams. All they do is layups, threes, and just hopefully they, they just out-rebound you. That's all they try to do. The good thing about the small ball is they can switch all five positions pretty much. They don't care about the big. They'd rather have you score two and they score three. That's pretty much their game plan. You shouldn't get all the defensive rebounds. You can get, <coughs> you can get them. Excuse my throat right there. If you want to get any of the offensive rebounds, you can get any offensive rebounds you want. That really does not matter at all. All they want to do is score threes. Um, so you guys have to keep up no matter what, which in theory takes away the big anyway. So that's my team to watch. I think they're going to make some noise, especially when Harden and Westbrook are really got it going on. Because if they have it going on, you cannot guard these guys. It's impossible. Next thing I do want to reach about, which is kind of scary also, is the Eastern Conference top teams. People think the East is like weak, but these teams are scary. We have the Raptors, um, who beat the brakes off LA uh, Lakers uh, recently in uh, one of the games. We have the Bucks, who are probably the, are are the best team in the NBA. Actually, they are the best team in the NBA. Um, we got Celtics and Heat, which are scrappy teams. They have good ring players. They have really solid, solid um, role players. These are teams that, are, like, if they if they have to go against a team in the in the West, they'll make noise. So, for me, I'm definitely watching the East this year, especially the Eastern Conference Final. It will be super competitive. I would think it'll be the Bucks versus the Raptors, hopefully, but we'll see how it goes. But Raptors and Bucks are going to be probably the most competitive unless we get the Lakers and the Clippers on the um, western side of the conference. And that's kind of pretty much it for the NBA. Nothing much really has happened yet. Um, you just have, the, I guess you do have the Suns who are playing really good. But they're more on the on the bubble of making the playoffs. They got Booker still doing the book stuff. So he's good. I don't think they're making they're making any noise. I doubt they're making the playoffs, but they are off to a really strong start, and they are making a case of why they should be a team that should be taken seriously. I'm just glad the NBA is back. I don't know what's gonna happen with next year with the bubble, but we can definitely reach upon that more towards the end. Because um, right now we just want to enjoy it. They've had good testing. Um, no one's getting positive. Everyone's taking this seriously. Um, but we do have to talk about NBA players being dumb, which is, I know, shocking to everybody. But we do, that'll be part of the rant. NBA players doing stupid shit all the time. Um, 
but overall they're clamping down on everybody making sure they all get tested so yeah the nba is back we'll keep watching it a couple more weeks until we get the playoffs and it should be a wild ride and that is it for the nba section um, next thing will come, it'll be a really short section, the soccer section. We'll pick that up real quickly. See you guys in a few. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the tour. This is uh, part two, so we're going to talk about some soccer. i keep it keep this really short, so I'll combine this with the NFL after this. Um, so the soccer section... Let's talk about my favorite, one of, one of my favorite players, not my favorite player, but one of my favorite players, uh, Marco Reus from Borussia Dortmund. Um, so he got, <coughs> he got recently, uh, well, he didn't, he didn't get kind of injured, but he developed tendonitis in his abductor muscle, which he's had to be dealing with. Um, he's been dealing with for a little bit. Uh, he just started developing tendonitis on his groin, um, which has put him, um, indefinitely out and this is kind of big news because as anybody knows he's right now 31 years old so he's kind of not past his prime um, but he is over the hill he's kind of coming down the hill now um, but he had a good comeback comeback season this year 11 goals five assists for their for the team um, and he's a captain of the team um, but it is kind of sad to see a guy who has so much talent just kind of get robbed because of injuries he he did miss the world cup where they won um the world, the world cup title um he has missed a ton of games um he has missed a ton of games for borussia and it's just kind of a sad thing to see man it's like one of those guys who want to be healthy with them to have a quick run so they can show like why they're considered one of the best players and people really do believe that if he stayed healthy, he would have been one of the top players ever to play. Um, so it's kind of sad to see that. Other than that, that is pretty much it for soccer. Hopefully he comes back stronger and hopefully like he actually gets a couple years going before he has to retire because we do need, we want to see, we want to see him play. And other than that, um, that is for soccer for now. So let's move on to the NFL in a few seconds. Let me get some water. What's up, everyone? This is the Tour, your Sports and Life podcast, and now we want to talk about the NFL. No fun league. Like, if you really think about it, the NFL has all this power, but it's kind of like a fake power. It's really up to the players. They have all the power, but all the players, there's so many players on on each team, we take them as, as a whole that they don't work together enough to where they give the NFL power. But now a lot of players are trying to work together um, because it could, because there's some issues going on with um, the coronavirus testing coming up of this year. Obviously, there'd be no fans in the stands. That's guaranteed. But the question is, how do they keep a 53-man roster? Who's traveling from state to state because they don't? There's no way they keep in a bubble. How do they keep a roster like that one? And they keep each player um, with, with testing so that they can actually go and play the game. Everybody feels safe, like how the, how the NBA is doing it or how soccer was doing it. I I really find it really really hard to, for them to do it. 
you do have a few players who are opting out of the season completely. They say that I'm just not playing the season. But you do have some teams um, who are implementing fines for players who do not show up, which is incredibly stupid because it makes it seem that you care about the bottom line. And I get it. That is the only thing they care about. They'd rather have the player die and with their way. They don't care. They don't guarantee this, their contracts. They just want their body there so they can make money. But it's up to the players now to take a stand and just say, fuck that. We're not playing until we get dynamic testing. They get guarantees. And this is the time to do it. Because if they stand up together in unison, they will really affect the bottom line of the NFL. And when you start affecting the NFL's money, that's when changes will happen. That's when things will become pro players instead of against players, which is which it is right now. The interesting things that will go down is I think they'll play. I know they'll play. There'll probably be a reduced season. I don't know by how many games, but it just depends on who like how they get the whole thing structured. If it's anything like baseball, I don't know. They might go. They, it might be a big mess because they have more players on the field and just people around all the time. But it'll be a reduced season. It'll be definitely weird if they try to do a bubble situation because that will definitely help the situation. But it is kind of weird to play on a field that nobody knows how to play on and you have all these teams that need to play on the same field. That will be definitely strange. I don't know what will happen in the NFL. Um, hopefully they get this corona stuff figured out uh, because I love uh, football and I do want to see the, I do want to see some games. So hopefully they get that going. The next topic I'll talk about is the top 100 players got released uh, this week. Um, this is a rating system, which I love. I love when the NFL does stuff like this. This is why the, uh, the NFL is kind of uh, above most people when it comes to marketing. Because they release stuff like this where uh, NFL players choose who the best players are. And for this year, you had Lamar Jackson be the number one player. Um, because he was the MVP last year, the team had the best record. Um, he was pretty much electric all year round. Um, the only thing they faltered was the playoffs, and that's just kind of what's going to happen to a young quarterback. Um, so, Lamar Jackson, number one. Personally, I'm from Washington State, so Russell Wilson should be number one. He was number two. I don't understand why. And then you, and then you had um, this defensive tackle um, Aaron Donald, number three. And then you had the Super Bowl um, MVP um, from Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, as number four. Um, it is kind of weird that he is number four. If anything, I'd say he's number one because he is the future. No one can stop him. Lamar Jackson is amazing, but people can stop him. Patrick Mahomes is far above Lamar Jackson at this stage. He's just a better player overall. If... Anybody who's on the team in the NFL, that's the person you'll get. The guy has the arm, he has the pocket awareness, and he can scramble. He's not like Lamar Jackson fast, but he'll get you your five yards and then set it up for a 50-yard touchdown the next play. So it is sort of weird that Patrick Mahomes, because even 2018-2019 season, he was number four also. I don't know why they didn't move him up some more. Russell Wilson should be number two. Um, if I, if I would, I'd flip it, I'd put Patrick Mahomes number one, 
Russell Wilson number two, and Lamar Jackson number three. Um, Russell Wilson number two um, because the guy's just been solid. That guy is, I, like, people don't understand. Russell Wilson, once he got the NFL, he's never had a losing record. The guy can do it all. Deep throws, scramble, short throws, and, like, the guy just knows the game. He just knows the game. And he's doing it with, like, subpar talent. He does have a DK, but DK is kind of a rookie. He's kind of just getting there. But if you look at the receiving core, it hasn't been that good. Like, he has, he's never had an all-star receiving core his entire career. And now it's, getting the, now it's starting to kind of get some good players offensively. Um, Seattle's always had the defense. See, the Seahawks have always been built on defense, but never were built on offense. But now they're starting to get players on offense, um, so things are looking good. Um, but to me, he is definitely one of the best players. Number two is a perfect spot for him. If Mahomes or Jackson were not there, he would be number one, no doubt. And that's kind of it for the NFL for this week. We'll definitely try and catch up some more on what's going on with testing, especially as players drop out, like big-name players drop out, which really impacts um, how teams function. So far, nothing, no major offensive player has dropped out. It's only been defensive players like linebackers here and there. But as, as things kind of don't progress, you will definitely start seeing some dominance fall, and things will start getting a little bit sketchy for a little bit but hey you know we'll see how it goes i'm sure the nfl will come up with something i'll see you guys in a few seconds what's up everyone welcome to the tour the sports and life podcast this is episode number two we're going to talk about some formula one right now and oh man oh man silverstone was amazing 2020 british silverstone ah one of the most intense finishes in a while. Everybody had their tires blowing up. So we had Botas, his tire blow up. We had a few other in the mid grid, their tires blow up. By the way, let's talk about Botas, Botas real quick. Valtteri Botas has to be the most unlucky te- unlucky teammate ever because his tire his tires blow up. Um, it, it's like he just never gets lucky. Hamilton has all the luck. And for those who don't know, Hamilton had his tire puncture um, the last lap, the last lap, and he went the entire lap and finished the race over Max Verstappen with like, uh, I think it was like five seconds left. Um, and that's because Verstappen had to go at the pit before the last lap because his tires were looking in really bad shape. So he had to go and get his tires changed, which allowed Lewis to develop a 30-second lead, and that's all he needed. When he was driving it, the car looked solid. It looked like it was kind of still drivable. And granted, Lewis is the GOAT, the GOAT driver. So he was making sure the car was getting there. He got there, one in and three tires. Just amazing driving on, on his end to kind of make sure the car gets to where it goes. So you had Mercedes, um, Lewis Hamilton number one, Red Bull uh, Verstappen number two, and then you had uh, Ferrari and Leclerc number three. Um, those are people on the grid for the Silverstone race. Um, and the good, th- the the one I'm gonna focus more on is uh, Ricardo and Ocon for Renault um, coming up fourth for Ricardo 
and six for Ocon. Um, that's showing like they're they're making some noise because you have McLaren also up there with Lando Norris, but if Renault can start getting to the top of um, the mid grid, they will be really, really, really like good for someone like Sebastian Vettel to go to next year and help them get some podium podiums here and there. Uh, next, but it, it just depends how things go because we do have McLaren also making really, really like great steps. But the one other thing I do want to focus on is um, my favorite like uh, driver, um, Alex Albon from Red Bull. He has not been having like a great races. Um, he only had one good race at the beginning of the year, and then he got spun out by Lewis. But other than that, he's not been having a great year at all. People say he's in a hot seat. I think it's kind of premature. You have to give him at least a year. He's only been there like a year and a half a season um, since he took over for Gasly. He he needs a better car. Like Verstappen is going to be an incredible driver, one of the best. Albon is not going to be that. Albon will not be one of the best drivers. So if you have Max taking a car that's kind of not working that well and putting podium put podium on himself every week, that's don't look at that as the car is good. Look at that as Max is good. So they need to fix their car and figure out what's wrong with it. I believe Albon can definitely be uh, third, fourth here and there on podiums if he just has a better car. So hopefully he kind of figures it out because I, I want him to stay in Formula 1. He's one of the best best drivers. And I, I he's one of my favorite, player, uh, favorite drivers. Um, the next thing I do want to talk about that is kind of a big deal is Racing Point. I don't know what happened to their car. But something is not right with any changes they made. I don't know if they tried to do some aero changes or they're trying to do some power changes. Whatever it is, it's not good. But with this race, they only had one car on the grid. That was for Lance Stroll, who finished ninth. And his race was just okay. He didn't really do anything. He did get points for, for being ninth. Other than that, he didn't really do anything in the race. Nico Hulkenberg, he was supposed to race for um, the second car, but something happened with the car, and he didn't get a chance to race, which sucks because he is also looking for a seat to get back into Formula 1, and this would have been like his proven ground kind of way to show like, hey, I still got it, I can drive, so somebody give me a seat, but it didn't happen, feel sorry for the guy, but hopefully he gets another chance somehow, um, we'll see what happens when... Um, when next week next week's race kind of goes goes on and see if he gets another chance. The next thing I do want to talk about with Formula One is uh, Sebastian Vettel. They pretty much throwing him to the fucking wind. Like it's like you know you know like when you put your two weeks in at work and you say like fuck I'm not doing this shit no more and you're just gonna start slacking off. You start talking shit about the company. You know you just you just two weeks of a job you hate. That's pretty much what's happening with Vettel. He's just out there just driving. He already kind of knows where he's probably going. He's already been, you already see pictures of him talking to different teams, um, different directors, you know, trying to get more information. So he already knows that. He's out. He doesn't care. So he's just out there just racing. He doesn't care if he's first or if he's last in the grid. 
All he wants to do is just go out there, fulfill his contract, get paid, and go home. You don't even hear anything from him, but he's not even stressed. So pretty much a guy who put in two weeks for his drive. Um, and I I kind of see his side, where it's like he, he doesn't want to compromise himself. But also, this kind of talks to the point where I've been talking, where if a driver is going to switch teams, especially end of the season, the team should be allowed to bring someone else in or do a mid-switch driver. At least be able to bring someone else, give him a chance, some young guy, you know, if someone's already given up, like Ricardo's given, he's not giving up, but he's moving a different team. Um, Vettel's moving a different team. Maybe Baltas, you don't know, but he hasn't said anything, which is smart. But if everyone knows that we're not, this guy's not coming back no matter what, I think a younger younger driver should get a chance to prove himself, or at least a driver who who was already on the grid should get a tryout to kind of see what he has, um, so that you know, so we can see what what they got instead of having someone just there being just not working really or not showing up for the race. But I don't want to be too pro company bullshit. Um, it's just what I would be thinking if I if I was running a a a um a racing team where I'd want just one race, just bring someone else in. It's a different story if they if Vettel was being um was placing at the top of the of the mid grid, but he he's just not trying at all right now. Other than that, that is Formula One right now. Um, definitely one of the best years right now just for the racing overall the points suck because we all know lewis just running away with it right now um but it is a pretty interesting race when you when you're looking at the races they have not been just boring watching mercedes going laps and lapping people i do like the way things are going i do hope that in 2022 we actually get cars are competitive and everyone kind of starts at the same spot. Oh, I do want to add one more thing. So we have for Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas contracts coming up before 2022. They're, I don't think they're going anywhere, but they are getting up there in age. I think what will happen is they will both get contract extension because as a team, they work well. You have Bottas who is, an, is a really great driver. He can win. He can win you um, races, or he can keep um, other cars from winning races. He can be number two and still play his role. Very solid driver. And you have Lewis, who's one of the greatest drivers to ever drive uh, in Formula One. He's always going to be your guy who wins the races. So they'll definitely keep them around. I think it'll be a short time, short term contract, where they'll keep him for about two to three years. And depending on how the new car performs, if they're still winning. Let's extend them. If they're still here and there, you know, they're winning some, losing some, I'm pretty sure they'll start bringing someone in. And I personally would love to see George Russell in a Mercedes, see what he got, because he is um, one of the up-and-coming drivers, but he's stuck in a Williams right now, and Williams is kind of going bankrupt, or they're losing too much money to stay afloat, um, unless they get a big sponsor. And you do have Aston Martin, uh, coming back 
with more money, so they're not going to back them. So they need to find a way to get um, George Russell into Mercedes ASAP so that he can help the team. And that is Formula 1 for this week. We'll see it next week and see how it goes. I'll catch up with you guys in the next section. Peace. Welcome back to the tour, the Sports and Life podcast, and this is called The Rant. The Rant pretty much is we call out athletes for doing stupid shit. And this week, we're talking about NBA players being stupid with conspiracy theories left and right. If you guys didn't see, like, this week, the biggest news has been Michael Porter Jr., Michael Porter Jr., um, pretty much saying that, hey, vaccines, I'm not going to take them. They're not good. All that kind of stuff all over Snapchat to the point where even Snapchat had to stop him because he's spreading so much misinformation. And granted, I don't think an uh, NBA player or even any athlete should be like the person to go to medical medical profession, uh, medical advice. But they should be smart enough to know that they should not be spreading dangerous stuff around because you have people dying of coronavirus. Yusuf Nurkic um, just did a press conference saying, hey, my grandma's not doing real good because coronavirus. And then you have this guy over here saying like, oh, yeah, no, that's some bullshit. It makes you think. It makes you think like, what the fuck? And this is, some, this is nothing new. You have Kyrie doing the flat earth stuff and people still calling him out. And he's still like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I was being stupid, but, yeah, I don't believe in the flat earth. But, you know, I just had to question. Like, no, you don't have to question anything. You should know this. Take classes. Go learn before you start speaking. Or Steph with the moon thing. It's like, come on, man. Like, you ha- he had to go to NASA to learn about, like, the moon. Come on. This is, this is insane. This is insane. Like, we're treating these athletes like kids. We just want to see them play basketball and that's it. No, we want these guys to be responsible adults because they are adults. We don't want them to be out here doing stupid shit, putting people's lives in danger because people who follow them or people who listen to them are very impressionable. You have this minority of people. Majority of people just call them, like, you know, Michael Porter Jr. is stupid. You have minority people like, yeah, yeah, you know what? He's right. Vaccines are bad and all that stuff. And then it bleeds on to their life and then people it affects people around them. Just educate these players. You already educate them about their money. At least educate them on learning how to research to get smarter on our topic. It is an epidemic right now. Just not with athletes, with everyone. Information is a top it's on your fingertips at all times on your phone. But Day in, day out, people refuse to just go ahead and research something because they'd rather be right than to prove they are right. Because if that prove it, they might be wrong. People don't want to be wrong. And it's annoying as hell that people do not want to fucking learn. So that's my rant. Get out there. Be smart. You know, gather information before you speak. And if you don't know a subject, to say, hey, I don't know much about this. I will go and learn some more. I will get back to you. It's really not that hard. They should be able to do it. And that is the rant. If you guys do have a topic, definitely I do want to know about it. Just hit up my Instagram. It will be on the link. 
and just write to me and let me know. Peace. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the tour, the Sports and Life podcast. And this is the life part of the podcast where I do want to talk about some mental health, especially for us men. And I do want to talk about, we'll start off today with uh, loneliness, because I feel that's like a big subject a lot of men are going through right now, especially with things shut down. It's hard to deal with loneliness, especially when you don't have anywhere to go and you don't have friends. Because if you think about it, a lot, the older you get as a guy, the harder it is to make friends. Because you're so, you're so used to your group of friends, but they, they get busy, they move for work or something happens, they're just not around as much. So you have to go out there and step and make new friends. And it's hard. It leads to depression, anxiety. And you just feel lonely. Like, what do you do? What do you do? You can't go anywhere. You can't go to a bar. You can't go to a club. You can't do anything to get your mind off being alone. What what I would suggest to do is, number one, if you have the means, please, please, please talk to a professional who can help you um, deal with this. Because... It does affect your mind. It does make you think things that maybe you're not thinking clearly. Go talk to a professional. They can help you out. Number two, join a group. Just find a group something you like. You like the NBA? Go find an NBA chat group. There's plenty of them on Discord. Um, if you like boating, there's some there's something on boating somewhere. Just go ahead and look it up. You know, get into a community. That's what, that's what you want to do. You just want to get a community where you start talking to people. And with a lot of them, they're usually online. So it's much easier to... The barrier is not as hard. Just to just go see if they have any events coming up. Just go out there and be safe. And then join the group. Um, and that's pretty much the way, the fastest way to get new friends is to join a hobby. And do that with other people. And then you become close to them. It'll take some time. You're not going to be besties the first time. But it'll take you some time. But you'll at least get that rapport of people. They're starting to know you. You'll get to know them. And then it'll just start off from there. The third thing which I'm guilty of is ignoring the friends you have right now. If you do have the friends, just reach out to them. Hey, what's up? Hey, I want to catch a game. Just simple stuff. It doesn't have to be like life-changing conversations. Because they might be going through the same thing. You'd be surprised how many guys go through loneliness. So it's kind of on, on on us also just to be like, hey, I haven't reached out to this friend in a while. Let me just say hi to them and then see how they're doing. Pretty simple. And it'll help, it'll help both of you guys out. you get that connection with someone you can talk to. And it'll definitely help you kind of move on from being lonely to where you're not thinking about doing other stuff. And that's kind of it for the whole podcast. I hope you guys liked it. Um, I am still learning. As you can see, my audio is still trying to get better. I'm still working on talking. I'm still going to be trying to work on the topics I talk about and make the podcast more fluid. It'll take a few more podcasts to get good at this. So hopefully you stick around. And if you do have any type of advice for podcasting, just let me know on my Instagram. It'll be in the video below. Other than that, have a good week, everyone. Stay safe, 
and uh, take care of yourself. Peace out.